find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Buzzards. This is Macy. This is Nicole. And this is Mama V. And <laughs> you're listening to Buzz Killers, a proud podcast of the Podmoth Network. Yay! <laughs> I always forget. <laughs> it's okay. I give you a pause, and if you remember, you've got it. And then if you don't do it, I'll do it. <laughs> That's good. That's a good way. But guys, we have a special guest. It's Mama V. It's Mama V. We excited to be here. We talk about her so often. She now has the chance to join us in our element. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And if you're a patron in our patron glass, you got to hear the special episode with Mama V. Yeah. Another reason everybody should be. On our Patreon. Patreon.com. You get a Buzzkillers podcast. You get a bonus episode with Mama V this month. <gasps> so you get two. I feel so privileged. <laughs> Be on two episodes. <laughs> uh, well, All right. I don't think we have a lot of news. No. Not a lot of business. Not a lot of business. Not a lot of business. We have Mama V here. Like we said, this is the last episode of Listener's Choice Month, February. Yep. Um, we will be releasing our new topic on March 1st, so check out our social media for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about that topic. I am too, because I know I I know some cases. I think you're going to need to tell me which one you're... I won't do any research, but tell me what you're doing before we do it so that okay. we don't do the same thing. Because <laughs> I like have found a couple where I'm like, oh, let's do, I'll, I could do that one, and then I was, I'm like, oh, wait. Which one was she? <laughs> I think we did it once before, and you told me which one you were doing, and I was like, "Shit, I was gonna do that one." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's not. Let's not. <laughs> so yeah, that's. I think that's really all the business. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell them what we're drinking today? <gasps> yes. Let me get it over. Wine that looks delicious. Uh, we are drinking um another Finger Lakes wine. It is called Vicious. And we love this bottle because it looks like Medusa's head. We're going to keep this one, right? Does it uh, say we're gonna absolutely. Keep this one? Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> um, it's called Vicious. Um, and it is made by the Three Brothers Wineries and Estates. We've had a couple of their wines on the podcast before. Um, and they have a smaller company within their company called Passion Feet Vineyards and Wine Barn. Yes. And that is um, what this wine is from (laughs) it is their women inspired wine and i'm gonna have to find what the vicious one is i uh, I can't remember but i I could only find very little description so i'm sorry guys it says vicious be fearless and let people stare i like that ha let people stare ha medusa get it ha Ha! sorry (laughs) oh and look at the little snake on there oh it tells you that it's like that it's um like how sweet or dried is that little thing on the I back. I love when wines have that rating on it. It really helps me. It does. And it has a little <laughs> snake. A little oh, snake head. Oh, a little snakey snake. Oh, a oh, little snake. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a snake. I'm a snake. 
I'm a flippity little snake. I'm just gonna um, warn everybody that I am not a wine drinker, so you guys <laughs> may give it lots of mouthfeels, and I might say no. Well, you can have like we'll have a bonus. It'll be our ten out of ten that we normally go for, and then there's gonna be like the Mama V bonus points. Okay. And then, so, oh, so we'll see where it bumps up to. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So we each go out of five, and you'll go out of five, and it will be like the bonus. You'll be like the bonus so the points. The bonus points. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. So uh, the description of this wine is light, crisp, and refreshing. Drink on its own or serve with fresh-cut strawberries or raspberries for a mimosa-style drink. Ooh. Um, and it's got flavors of watermelon candy, lemonade, and raspberries. This sounds so, so sweet and so good. I'm so excited. And it only looks like it's like, you know, like half of, it, like on the back, the little rating, it says it's like just above like the middle. It's like not sweet, but it's not dry. It's kind of, yeah, like lays somewhere. All right. So let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Oh, wow. That's good. Yowza. I love that. Definitely on the sweeter side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I would be afraid to try what they consider all the way at the top of their sweet scale. Yeah. Yeah, that would be way too that sweet. That would be like drinking a cup of sugar. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is sweet. This I is very like this. sweet. I like this But a lot. I really like this. Yum. Okay. Tastes like juice. I know. All right, Nicole. How many mouthfeels? I'm going five out of five here. Uh, I'm going five out of five. Mama V. I'm going five out of five. Oh my god! Oh 15 yeah! This just got fifteen out of ten, I guys. Am, I am gonna say though, give it a sniff. What? I like it. I can't smell it. it smells like old socks to me. <laughs> there, I Wait. mean, there is that one wine that I told that I was like, I'm giving you gave it a four and I gave it a three, and I was like, I just don't like the way it smells. It smells funky to me, but it tastes really good. Like, I, when I first smelled it, I thought it was going to taste like it smelled. I was surprised how good it was. Because I can definitely taste the lemonade. And I love lemonade. The thing is, I think I see where you're coming from. If you yeah, get, if like you get close enough, I get, like, the faint, the most faint smell of, like, wet towels. Yeah. Socks. Just like nasty socks. Wet That's towels that have been sitting on the laundry room floor mm-hmm. for a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Sorry. Nick from, <laughs> Nick from New Girl's bath towel. <laughs> oh, ew, because that's what he uses to get clean, so it's not dirty. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta remember, Mama V, to lean in closer to the mic when you talk. Oh, sorry. I say we've got Macy and Mama <laughs> V are sharing a mic, so sorry. if anybody appears a little bit quiet, we apologize now. Um, Be kind, I'm a newbie, <laughs> and we well, were trying to figure out how to get the three <laughs> microphones to work, and we, it just wasn't working, and we were sitting up here for like an hour, all upset and confused. So we decided to just <laughs> do, figure that out on another day when we don't have someone sitting right here. Write it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we've gotten it to work before. I was going to say, I, we, we definitely did it once before, and we just had, we hopped straight on the Storgle bus today, but we have a new computer, too, that we're using. Yeah, yeah. So it might be a little bit different. We'll, we'll work through it and figure it out, but Heck yeah. for um, now, there might be, you know, some audio blah, but it won't be too, too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, and I might even no. Her, our mic's pretty. It's pretty hot. If you talk, I was gonna you say, have to make sure you, you guys see are... the green light when you talk. Nope, <laughs> I didn't make it turn green. Oh, it turned green then. There just we go. Then. So <laughs> there we go. All right, Nicole. <sighs> what are we talking about? 
So this story came recommended from one of my family members out in Massachusetts. Thank you. Um, I like these. The Massachusetts ones. Oh, this one's weird. Okay. This one is... I, I got through this and was like, what did I just experience? It was, <laughs> I like... And I... Because I, it's funny because I told you a tiny bit about it. Mm-hmm. And things did not go in the order I thought they did. Like, when I finally got through all of it, I was like, that's not how I thought this played out. Oh, wow. At all. At all. So, this all right. is... So this it's going to be a roller coaster ride is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> Emotional damage. Strap <laughs> yourself in. We're going on a ride. <laughs> Please keep your hands and feet in the ride at all times. Thank you. <laughs> it's like Kronk and when they go down into her lab. <laughs> so I'm going to be telling you about Daniel LaPlante. Ooh. And Daniel LaPlante was not a fun person. A very odd person. Oh, so uh, Daniel LaPlante was born in Townsend, Massachusetts, in 1970. How close is that to your house, or to your where you grew up? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. I think it's close. I'm. I think I'm pretty sure it's Eastern Massachusetts, but I, I'm not sure where. Okay. I, my best guess is I think it might be up north because I don't know it, which means it's normally north. Townsend, Massachusetts? Townsend. Yeah, if if you put, I grew up in the little town of Franklin. Franklin. I do not live there anymore, so I'm not afraid to say this town. <laughs> <laughs> I am very much in a different state now, so you will not find me in Franklin. <laughs> oh, Mom, Mama V's looking it up. Let's see, let's see. It's in Middlesex County. Oh, that's not far. You're looking it up on Wikipedia. How does that help? Middlesex <laughs> County. <laughs> my. Uh, I don't know. That was the first thing that came up. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> I thought you were going to look it up in map. <laughs> well, you can see it in the map here. No, like. I, <laughs> I thought you would go into the maps app and put in Franklin and Townsend. And so when you went to. Oh, what? no, I went and I went, I, I Googled it. <laughs> okay, that's not Where does it show it on the right. map? What's around it? Oh, oh. Let oh, me I... go into the maps. Okay. App, so, because clearly <laughs> I didn't do it the right way. Okay, so. All you right. did it the fine way. I just was confused. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Even even Noir's over there laying on the ground like, dear God, what is happening in no, here? And change it, change it from my location. Go back. I say if it's if it's Middlesex location. County, I'm assuming it's probably somewhere within an hour. Do Franklin map. to an hour and a half. Franklin map. That's where she's from. From like that's where she. Grew that's up. where I grew up. Okay, there you go. Franklin map. And, and then that's good. Just do don't do right. And one hour, three minutes. I called it. You did such a good job. I, I had a feeling when you said Middlesex County, I was like, I know that's near. It's that was one of the counties. It was nearby me. So by. Oh, I'm going to say it wrong because I'm not a Le- you're going to laugh. Leo Minster. No. <laughs> L- uh, Lemonster. Lemon. Lemonster. It's literally Lemonster. Lemonster. Yeah. <laughs> Lemonster. OK, so the O doesn't say shit. Okay. Yes. 
<laughs> like like most towns in Massachusetts, there's always a letter that makes no difference that it's in the word. <laughs> well, no that's sense. why I knew I was going to say it. <laughs> Le- Leominster? That's why I said it. <laughs> It's, so. it's the best guess that most people have. That's fine. <laughs> okay. 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 So, okay. So he grew up in Townston, Townston, Massachusetts. Which we have now discovered was an hour from where I lived. Circle back. Circle back. <laughs> um, so like a lot of serial killers, Daniel had a very tough upbringing. Ooh, um, okay. He, from a young age, was physically and sexually abused by his father. Oh. Um, which caused him to be extremely timid in school. He had a really hard time making friends. Um, And it also didn't help that he struggled due to dyslexia. So a lot of kids bullied him. Um, When he finally made it to high school, he... (laughs) This should have given me a hint here. He attended North Middlesex High School. (laughs) Duh. Um... (laughs) And he was often referred to as the weird and creepy kid. Um, Aww. Yeah. That feel sucks. feel bad for young him, not not not, not older killer him. Not older him. Well, only there's really not a much older him because he's young when this happens. It's really fucked. Oh um, my god. Okay. So at this time, um, the school was kind of starting to see the dif- the the differences in his behavior and was like, you know. Maybe we should get him to talk to somebody. They recommended his family send him to a therapist. And he started seeing a counselor. And that only made it worse because that counselor also would go on to sexually abuse him. What? Yep. He was diagnosed with, at the time, was considered hyperactivity disorder, which today is ADHD. So, on top of everything else going on, he now has this new diagnosis and a therapist who is now sexually assaulting him. So, things just, this was supposed to help him, and it didn't help him at all. It made oh things significantly worse. Um, so, obviously, with nowhere to turn, Daniel just kind of started doing his own thing, and he started actually resorting to thievery. Um... He would go out late at night and he would kind of lurk his way through all of the nearby neighborhoods and towns. And he eventually started breaking into homes that he found were unoccupied. Okay. Um, at first, he would just, it was kind of just petty theft. He would take a few things here and there. Not much. No big deal. And then he kind of graduated to mind tricks. He would, like, go into somebody's home and move things around. So, like, he would take a few things, but then he would, like, take small things, like a picture frame or a vase, and he would take it and put it somewhere else. Just, like, just a few things. So it wasn't, like, insanely obvious, something that you don't really notice, but you do eventually. And he would start moving these things around on people to kind of mess with their heads. Like... um like circle back on certain houses so that it happened more than once yes he frequented a lot of the same homes so there's a lot of mind fuckery going on yes um he then he also started not only taking possessions but then leaving possessions um oh from other homes yep so he would bring in random things and just like put it on the shelf Stick a book here, stick a flower there, whatever, whatever, and just 
mess with people. Yikes. And at this time, he's still living at home. He's still in high school. He's at this age only 16. Oh. Uh. And then in 1986, he's 16 years old. His game changes. Oh, shit. (laughs) And this is where the roller coaster starts going straight. Buckle in! Vertically uphill. (laughs) So, it is believed that he acquired the phone number during a burglary. But he managed to get the number to a home that was not too far away from his. Like Like a telephone. Telephone. Okay. This is 1986. It's landlines. (laughs) Landlines. So he called the home. You can't call me. Beat me if you want to reach me. Now, this home belonged to (laughs) Brian Andrews. um, And he was a single father with two daughters, Annie and Jessica. Oh, shit. Okay. I will say I found. I'm not calling it a documentary. It is not a fucking documentary. It's some weird show it was an investigation discovery show and well, let me find what it was called it was your worst nightmare oh i know that show and, yeah they basically like tell the story and do a recreation there's no it's not it's not a documentary they like okay talk but they're it's mostly a dramatic recreation of it i was gonna say they probably embellish a little bit say they called him frank and i don't know why they called him frank his name is brian in every other article so i'm going with his name was brian and maybe he didn't give permission to the document this fucking show or whatever They'll change their names sometimes but to then protect they, the innocent but then they used jessica and annie so i was like i don't i don't understand that but okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> just just putting that out there if you watch this episode they will call him frank um so he's a single father of these two girls and danny starts calling the home and he begins to frequently speak with both Jessica and Annie. He told the girls that he had gotten their number from a friend at their school and that he went to a nearby school. How old are they? They were around his age. Okay. Um, one, I believe, I, they didn't give exact ages, but I believe one of them supposed to be around 15 and the other one was a little bit younger. Okay. okay. Um, Annie being the older. So... He specifically started speaking a little bit more with Annie, and he had described himself as a tall, you know, fit, athletic, blonde football player who was well-educated, very attractive. He basically built himself up. He catfished her. I was just going to say, he is the original catfish. He literally managed to catfish somebody over the phone in the freaking 80s. <laughs> on a landline. <laughs> on a landline. <laughs> so he called the home so often that the girls knew him on a personal level. They'd be like, oh, it's Danny. Like, you know, it's our friend Danny. That's fucking creepy. And it's very creepy. <laughs> so it hit the point where Annie decided that she wanted to meet Daniel. And so they set up to go on a date. Oh, man. Oh, no. The person that showed up to her house to take her on said date looked nothing like this tall, sexy, blonde, athletic boy that was described on the phone. He was skinny, lanky, acne-faced, short brown-haired, 
mm, kind of a nerdy kid. Okay. A lot of articles described him as greasy. Ooh. To give you a good idea of what he looked like. Oh. But so, that, that's not surprising given what he's gone through because a lot of kids who go through that type of abuse use that as a way to keep people away. Mm. Just saying. And so... Oh, they're cleanly now. Yeah. yeah. And so Annie was obviously a little bit off-put, but Danny was still very nice to her, and so she agreed to still go out. They went to a nearby fairground, and... We're not there very long. Oh. Um. Uh, fairground with said fair going on or fairground as in no one there because it's not the two weeks that the fair is actually even open. I believe there was a fair going on. It did say they get I- they got ice cream. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming that the fair okay. was active at this right. time. So okay. there were people there. That there was things going on. Triple E. That would have been terrifying. Okay. I, it, that was where you brought me up. I'm like, I'm gonna go. Like, okay, right? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. S- I'm gonna sprint. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, Annie was talking to Daniel during this date, and um, at one point explained that her mother had recently lost her battle with cancer and had passed away. Oh, that's sad. Daniel not was not sympathetic. He was weirdly obsessed with this fact about her. Oh. He began asking very odd questions like how Annie felt the night her mother died and if she was in a lot of pain. And every time she tried to change the subject, he would try and bring it back up. So. Yeet. Yeet. Yeet is what Annie did. (laughs) (laughs) Annie said, basically, I've had enough and made up an excuse and eventually just headed home. Was like, I'm going to go home. Thanks. She went home. Danny went home. That was that. Ah, Or so you think. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So they didn't give an exact timeline here. So I went with many weeks because there was there was like, yeah, <laughs> it's within it's within the same year. It's okay. still 1986. <laughs> I have an eventual date down the line that kind of gives me an idea of when this all started to take place. But there's no actual dates. OK, so it's somewhere between the beginning of 1986 and the end of 1986. All right. <laughs> That's helpful, right? A nice 12 month window right there. <laughs> um, let's see. I just lost my place. I'm telling you, phantoms. There are phantoms. There it is. Okay. So, um, what I believe was many weeks later, um, (laughs) Annie and Jessica did what all children did when they lost a parent, and they were like, I'm going to have a fucking seance. Oh, shit. Okay. Yep. My brain went, oh, fucking Christ. Um, (laughs) They wanted to attempt to contact their mother. And so they went down into the basement late at night and held a seance. As long as they don't have a Ouija board. Um, There was one one source said they had an Ouija board. The other one said they simply held a seance. I don't know if there was an Ouija board. 
even the episode of your worst nightmare did not depict an Ouija board. So I'm going to go with the problem. I mean, a didn't. seance doesn't usually have. Yeah. Yeah. Board, just don't have a Ouija board. Ouija <laughs> boards are bad. Don't use them. Nope. I'll pick you up from a party. Don't do that. <laughs> you call your mom. Okay. You call, call your, mom. your mom. You call your buzz killing mom. <laughs> I'll come get you. So. <laughs> or your buzz killer grandma. <laughs> Mama V. <laughs> Mama V will come get you guys. It's okay. <laughs> the Buzzkill Mobile. Oh my god. <laughs> the Buzzy Mobile. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> it needs to be like some badass car that's splattered in red. Like carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. 67 Chevy Impala? Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? Yeah, it's that. I want that car more than life. I don't think you understand. <laughs> she loves. Listen, if I could get a, if I could get an old car, it would be Muscle Sam and Jean's cars car. Are the bomb. Oh god, they're so beautiful. Yes. They're okay. So anyway, twelve month window. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> back to our random time period in 1986. Um, they held the séance. Nothing really happened. They asked a lot of questions out loud. Didn't get any responses. Kind of just were like, okay, didn't I work. Think I feel like this. I know where this is going. Wrapped it up. Well, during that night, the girls started hearing knocking Noises. sounds. Someone was knocking on the walls. So they went into one of their rooms and, oops, it was just holding the power button. It asked me if I wanted to restart the tablet. <laughs> no! That's not what I want! Um, <laughs> so they, they went into one of their bedrooms and thinking maybe they did make contact with something. They started asking questions. They got random knocking responses. Didn't really make a lot of sense. It was just a knock here, a knock there. It wasn't like, you know, one for yes, one two, for for no. yes two for no. It was just like, you know, every couple questions, they'd get some kind of knocking response somewhere on the walls. Weird. So... They were baffled, and they were like, okay, well, uh, goodbye, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Like, Always say goodbye. They went back to bed, except the knocking noises would not subside. From then on, they would hear these noises throughout the day, throughout the night, mainly when it was just the two of them home. Their father chalked it up to them being grief-stricken because of their mother passing. Uh, okay, I hope I'm never that parent but or grandparent. Then Please investigate! Yes. Then the activity got worse. Oh, no. Objects in their home would started moving around. Would shift. <laughs> they would find them randomly in different rooms. Things would go missing for days on end, and then they would find them all neatly lined up on the kitchen table in the morning. Ghosts! <laughs> and they started to believe that maybe their seance went wrong. They were like, oh no, we let a demon in. Like, <gasps> we fucked up. Oh no! But it didn't stop there. They would get up in the morning and chairs and couches and tables would be on the other side of the room. They would come home and things would just be upside down. Like they just totally bizarrely messed up. 
Okay, so at this point, the dad is still doing nothing? No. He thinks the girls are doing all of this. What? Oh, that's what gets me. And he has his come up. It's so give me a minute. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, trust okay, me. Okay. He gets his. Okay. <laughs> Not in a bad way. <laughs> oh, okay. Excuse me, dad. <laughs> but he gets his wake up, his, his uh, wake up call. Um, so they started experiencing lights turning on and off. The doorbell would ring, but nobody would be there. And it was just strange. Um, like I said, Brian didn't believe his daughters. He just was like, you know, you're in grief. Move on. Um, <clears throat> but then finally, in January of 1987, Annie and Jessica were sick of it. They yeah. were like, we've had enough. So this time when they heard the knocking coming from the basement, they were like, fuck this. They grabbed knives from the kitchens. The kitchen. The not, kitchen. Not plural. The one kitchen. Multiple kitchen. <laughs> and they went down into the basement. When they went into the basement, there were words written on the wall in what appeared to be blood. I'm in your room. Come and find me. The girls smartly fled the fuck. I'd be like, house. yeet. <laughs> They immediately left the house. This is why I would never get stuck in one of those horror movie situations. I'd just leave. I would just leave. I'd like, I, everybody's like, oh, I'm going to go hide in the closet. I'm be like, the door's right there. I'm going to go. That's like that freaking, next door. what is that insurance commercial that they're like, why don't we just get in the running car? And I they're know, like, right? No, so we funny. have to hide behind the wall of chainsaws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, no, that, get that commercial the kills me. So they eat themselves out of their house to the neighbor's house. And... <laughs> They get they use their neighbor's phone to call their dad. Their dad comes home, checks things out, finds out the word on the words on the wall were written with ketchup. He again thinks his daughters are still messing with him. Ah. Uh. He's like, stop playing these tricks. Like I was at work. This is ridiculous. Like this can't happen again. So he actually signs them up for therapy. And starts sending them off to therapy thinking that this is going to help them. Because he's still convinced they're not doing this. That, yeah, that they're... That, that they're sorry, not, that they are doing this. Um, doing so, this activity continued. Did not get better. Oh my god. And, once again, the knocking noises one night were coming from Annie's bedroom walls. Okay, but at night, he's home. Where the fuck is he? I don't know if he works nights. I never understood that. Because <laughs> even even in that weird remake in Your Worst Nightmare, it was nighttime when this happened. So I don't know if he had like a night shift somewhere. I don't know. It didn't really say what he did for a job. But okay. he was gone most times when this stuff was happening. So let's so. put this in like historical perspective. That the the very first of the I know your home, you know babysitter phone call movies, had come out uh-huh. around that time. Like I I see you. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I forget what the name of it was, but um, because this happens when I was in college, like I uh was just finishing up college. So, yeah. Um. I remember babysitting in high school after that movie came out and being petrified every time the phone rang. 
So. Oh, because it's like, hello. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> I would just is never your refrigerator the running? You <laughs> might want to go catch it. <laughs> no, I mean, some people, if they wanted but to you're really not wrong. you out, they just would breathe. Yeah. You know? Oh, God. Yeah, you just yeah, up the phone, it's like, just. <gasps> you know, and yeah. you freak out and hang. But I'm just putting it into perspective that. There, at least at this time, has been a movie, at least one, come out with that Somebody, kind like, of in the house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. So, the girls went into Annie's room, and this time they found another message written on the wall. In ketchup! In bloody ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. Find me if you can. So, again... Yeet. The girls smartly eated themselves to the neighbor's house and called their father. <laughs> Again, Brian was incredibly frustrated with his daughters. He was like, this is ridiculous. There's nothing going on. So he goes back to the house with them. But when he walks inside, he notices that things are definitely wrong. They said that things were kind of messy. But this was drastic. Like furniture on the other side of the room clearly not even the way they had described it like things had happened since they left uh. so <laughs> he heads to annie's room and finds two very terrifying things the message had been added to and now said marry me ew, 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 ew. and second standing in the corner of the room was a young man Wearing his wife's old clothing with makeup on his face and a blonde wig on his head. He was also holding a hatchet. What oh the my fuck? god! Yeet! <laughs> he yelled for his daughters to get out of the house. He had a small struggle with Daniel before Daniel took off. He said that Daniel disappeared very quickly. Like, bizarrely fast, as he made his way out of the house. They called the police, and they, they searched for this person, but could not find him. They have no idea where this person has gone. No, or who he is, but they know he didn't leave the house. Is that... This is, at this point, they're not sure. Okay. All they have is Brian saying, we struggled, he ran off, and then he vanished. Like, I don't know where he went. And the girls did not see him come out of the house. So they uh, don't know if uh, he went out a back door. Okay. They don't know if he went out a window. They do not know where he is. Got it. So... They were, police were just as baffled. They had absolutely no idea what could have been going on. Um, <clears throat> but the family immediately packed up their stuff and were like, we're not fucking staying here. No. Like, we are the fuck out of here. Like, wh we don't know how this guy is getting in and out. Like, bye. <laughs> so they leave. And a couple days later, they go back to the home to pick up a few more of their things. When they pull up to the home. There is a man standing in one of their front windows. So they immediately call the police and are like, there is still someone in my house. Yeah, we aren't fully moved out yet and they're there. This time, when searching the home, one of the officers noted that there was a gap 
between a built-in shelving unit in Annie's bedroom and the wall behind it. Uh. When they pulled out the shelving unit, there was a crawl space. And inside that crawl space, curled up in a little ball, was none other than Daniel LaPlante. Bye. He Bye. was immediately arrested, obviously. Obviously. Creepster. <laughs> um, and they actually came to find out that this crawl space was not just that tiny little space. Oh, it went around the house. He had tunneled into the walls all throughout the house. What the? F- he wait, had wait, he had tunneled, or there were tunnels. It they made it sound like he had tunneled. Ooh. How old was this house? I don't know. <laughs> I wish I knew. Because if it was old, it's possible that there could have been right, tunnels. On right, the right, right, right. But oh my god, he had a system that you could see he clearly lived within these walls, and that in many, many of the rooms he had peepholes cut out so he could watch the family. And most of them were in Annie's bedroom. Oh my god, so he was watching her undress herself and like, uh... Probably ew. one in the back. I would too. never feel safe. No. Anywhere. Ever again. Oh my god. I'd be convinced there was people watching me 20 Well, random fact. Random fact here. When they talk to um, abused victims, they say that... Sorry, I'm not talking into the mic. Um, they say... <laughs> That the act of being watched is much worse than the actual abuse. Mm. That it's actually harder to overcome that than actual physical or sexual abuse. It's psychological. Yes. It really messes yes. with you. So, just fun fact. That's terrible. <laughs> um, fun facts with Mama V. Woo! And <laughs> <laughs> so, they discovered that he had been hiding in the walls for quite some time and his parents didn't like say that he wasn't like didn't notice he was missing or his, his parents were abusive and uncaring they did not care his father so he just wasn't coming home and they were like okay fine. they're just like whatever and i mean he could have been leaving at some point they don't really talk about it he could be like it, it could be they like, could have been like oh you know he night, was and then he snuck out he snuck out yeah. and went home and then they don't really explain but what did he do when she fell asleep did he crawl out and watch her? They don't talk that's about it. That's fucking creepy. And that's and that's where your imagination runs wild. Yes. It's what like, the fuck was he doing when because they weren't knocking around well, when because they were asleep? You know he was coming out. He was moving the furniture. He was taking items. What else yeah. was he doing? What right. else was he doing? That's... Uh, yeah. uh, I'm going to go home and check my walls. Oh. <laughs> Knock on him. Oh, no. Are you there? No? Okay. I just accidentally closed my notes. Nicole sucks. There we go. Okay, so. So they obviously realized he had been, you know, living in the walls of this home for quite some time, and that he used the seance as a way to, like, you know, make himself m- known, make himself known, and mess with them, basically. Um, so they think he was in the walls before that, though. And just staying silent. Oh, yeah. Got it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, they theorized that when he revealed himself dressed like the mother, they think that he was going to try and convince them that he was her spirit. 
But otherwise, they have absolutely no idea why he did that. My only thing is that, like, if they by accident did see him and he was, like, walking around the house, they would think it was her. Like, in the dark. Well, exactly. You know what I mean? Why do you have the fucking hatchet, though? That's, that is the, the question that you will never get answered. I could not find that anywhere. They have absolutely no idea why he was holding a hatchet. That's scary as shit. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Ah, okay. Uh, not knowing sometimes is almost scarier mm-hmm. than knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, being only 16 years old, yeah. Daniel was placed in juvie. No! And, and not for very long. Uh. He would only be in juvie until October of 1987. This all happened in January of 1987. Oh, my God. Ten months. He got ten months. That's fucked. And he went, came out to do probably something even worse. worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> not to, yeah. Not, not to them, though. Not to them. Um, they moved out of the house. They were like, yeet. So Daniel was released from juvie and just immediately started breaking into homes again. Oh, God. One of the homes he broke into after his release was a home in Pepperell, Massachusetts, of, and it was the home of the Gustafson family. Okay. He would break into this home more than once, and on the second time, things would not go well. Oh. Did they have young daughters? She had, they had um, a young son and a young daughter, but they were very young. I'll tell you in a second. That doesn't matter. So he, as I mentioned, was breaking into a lot of homes in the area again. One of the times he broke into a home, he stole a gun. Oh, shit. He stole a um, 32 caliber, uh, excuse me, caliber, caliber. Ugh. <laughs> wouldn't come out. Caliber. Boy, that wine is vicious. Woo! 32 caliber revolver. <laughs> That is the thing I was trying to get out of my mouth for five seconds. Okay. Um, and he actually managed to trick some of his older friends into buying bullets for him. Oh, great. So. Just wonderful. On the night of December 1st, 1987. So at this point, he's only been out of juvie for like a month and a half. Well. He returns to the Gustafsons home and breaks in. But almost immediately after breaking in, Priscilla Gustafson and her two children returned home. Priscilla was a 33-year-old mother. She had a young son, 5-year-old William, and a young daughter, 7-year-old Abigail. She was married um, to a man named Andrew. He was at work at the time. Oh, no. He, they immediately came face to face with Daniel. Ab- I'm sorry, Priscilla was taken to the bedroom and tied to her bed. William was locked in the closet. They believe that Abigail had gone to her bedroom before Daniel made himself known. And she remained there while the first half of this happened. Completely unaware of what was going on upstairs. Shit. <sighs> Andrew would return home later from work to find his wife, Priscilla, had been shot twice in the back of the head at point-blank range. She 
lay in a pool of her own blood with a pillow on top of her head. The bullet had clearly been fired through the pillow. Andrew um, immediately called the police. And the police are the ones that found his two children. William had been drowned in the upstairs bathtub. And Abigail had been drowned in the downstairs bathtub. Oh my god. They also later determined that Abigail had blunt force trauma to the head and signs of strangulation. They were able to determine that after being shot twice in the head, Priscilla had been raped. And worst of all, she was pregnant with their third child. Did they know that? Yes. What Uh, the fuck? Priscilla was a nursery school teacher at the Townsend Congregational Church where she and her children sang in the choir. What a piece of shit. I'm, I'm speechless. I hope yeah. this motherfucker gets come up and man. Oh, oh, he does. Oh, good. Okay, because I'm like just sick right now. It's th- this one. I like didn't know the extent of what happened with this. I knew he killed people, but when I went into this to review it, I was like, oh my fucking god. I think we're really the kids oh. are really lucky he didn't do worse to them. I know. Um. Well, the little girl showed signs of strangulation and stuff. They believed that he killed Priscilla, then killed William, and that when he went to leave the home, he found Abigail and lured her into the bathroom and killed her. Oh, my God. They found a used condom, which is how they know that she was raped. Um, he left it there? What, what an idiot. idiot. There was, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Because they probably took his DNA from, from Juvie. Con- oh, they got him on a lot. It's, trust me, this okay. is, this okay. is glorious at the end. Okay. He gets his, his, he okay, gets okay, his. Okay. Um, they also found several items, which, and I thought this was very bizarre. They found several items which had been knotted and then cut. And they believed that they had attempted to use them as, I'm sorry, he had attempted to use them as a gag. They found a sock, a necktie, stockings, and pantyhose that had all been tied into knots and then cut. So they, they think he was trying to gag them. Hey, Freaky Friends, it's Michelle and Melissa from the Freaky Fridays podcast. We are sisters in separate states and love to talk about all kinds of spooky, freaky, and scary shit while drinking and laughing through our fear. Join us Fridays as we delve into everything from the world of the paranormal to scary movies to creepy stuff we find around the internet. Subscribe to Freaky Fridays wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Sleep tight. Make sure you leave the lights on. Freaky Fridays is a proud member of the Podmoth Network. For more awesome pods, check out podmoth.network. They also, um, in the bedroom, located a bottle of beer, which was basically full, aside from a couple sips, that they determined had been taken from the family's fridge. They probably like drank like a sip and was like, <laughs> literally, <laughs> he's fucking 17 at this point. 
Um, they oh, also asshole. they also noted that in the dirt garden outside the home, there were footprints leading out to the woods. <sighs> they used scent tracking dogs, and it led them out into the woods where they found a shirt and work gloves. The work gloves would later test positive for gunshot residue. Lovely. They quickly suspected Danny. He lived nearby. The burglaries had been going on. And it just just seemed right. So Daniel at first tried to act like nothing had happened. He went home, ate dinner, and even went to a niece's birthday party. Psychopath. After murdering three people. Oh my god. Police. Four, actually. Four, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, four. Um, police did actually approach him and question him. He claimed that that day he spent it at home on the couch watching football. But can you prove it? Nope. <laughs> so, he, they left him alone and... Daniel began to panic. So he fled. He just like basically wrote guilty on his own forehead. Yeet! <laughs> he yeeted himself straight to um, a home in Fitch. I'm sorry, in Pepperell. It was another home in Pepperell. So they obviously were watching him. They to interrogated him, led him home, or was or did he was he in the police station? I and interrogated him. I don't know. Okay, that's a good question. They didn't really explain that in depth. Okay. Everything I read was just like the police questioned him. He said he was watching football. I don't know if that was at his house. I don't know if that was at the police station. But either way, wherever he they was, left. he left. Yeah, he okay. left. Well, he probably left home. They might have brought him to the station, but let him go home. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. So. Inquiring minds want to know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're fine. Um, so he panicked. He fled. And he fled to a home in Pepperell where he again broke in. And he this time used the gun he had stolen to kidnap a woman named Pamela I'm going to go with Makala. Okay. So that's that's my best guess here. Okay. <laughs> M-A-K-E-L-A. Makala. Makala. Maybe Makala, but, but I think Makala is. Okay. So he used. Makala? That's kind of what I was. I almost said Makala, and I was like, I don't know if that would be. But maybe. You never know. Things are spelled so weird these days. Pamela. Her name was Pamela. <laughs> He used the revolver he had stolen to hold her at gunpoint and order her to drive him to Fitchburg. For what reason, they do not know. But now he's got to kill her. Well, Pamela, the fucking badass, bails out of the fucking car. Oh, she like just... She full-blown yeeted herself straight out of that goddamn car and saved her own ass. My... Daniel jumped into the driver's seat and continued off without her. It took police only 48 hours to find him. (laughs) Oh, my 
<laughs> they found him hiding in a dumpster inside an industrial park. Inside a dumpster. <laughs> they, when they found him, he had the stolen weapon tucked into his waistbands. Though his waistband, it. he had several unused bullets in his shoe. His shoe. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like that. That sounds uncomfortable to me. <laughs> They also, um, um, mo- sorry, most importantly, upon searching him, found a hair on his sock. That hair belonged to none other than Abigail. Yes. They also then searched his home where they found several stolen pieces Items. of property, including... The telephone, cable box, and remote control that were taken from the Gustafsons' home the first time he broke in. Oh, so they had reported that break into the police? Mm-hmm. And so they knew. Oh. They had him on every fucking everything. Just dumb. everything. What a dumb dumb. So upon arrest, he was charged with three counts of first degree murder. He was sent to trial where he was found guilty. Good. He ended up receiving three life sentences. Good. Excuse me. <laughs> they not only had the hair from Abigail on his sock, but they obviously had the semen that was in the condom. They had fibers from his shirt, both in the home and in his home. So the, the shirt that was found in the woods. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. They also found fibers from the socks he was wearing in the family's house. I think and that's amazing that they can find those They just vacuum it up and they I, look through the entire... Sorry, they, they look through the entire <laughs> contents of the vacuum. It blows my mind that they can find stuff like that. I know, like that. that's crazy. Especially because that. this was 1987. I was yeah, like, yeah, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Um... And most importantly, they found the murder weapon. On him. On him. So he was told he had to serve 15 years of each life sentence consecutively before he would be eligible for parole. So he had to serve 45 years before even being considered per- for parole. Um, the judge told him, quote, there are some that would say you should receive the same sentence that you imposed on the Gustafson family. Oh, like death. Yeah. Death. But unfortunately, Massachusetts, the death sentence was not an option. Right, right. Um, oh, my God. Why did I just do this? I, like, accidentally hit the scroll thing on the side, and it scrolled me up really fast. This is not what I was trying to do. Um, so, they, I mean, he never showed any remorse for his actions. Nothing. Oh my God. A psychologist later diagnosed him with multiple personality disorder. Oh, that's um, not surprising. For you mean you you use it to hide abuse, like right. to protect yourself from right. abuse? Right, correct. Mm-hmm. For many years, Daniel attempted to sue the court for violating his right. He claimed to be a practicing Wiccan and said that the prison was refusing to give him the materials he needed to perform his rituals. He needed like 15 different oils and herbs and they would not give them to him. 
I wonder why. <laughs> Local Wiccans were like, that's fucking ridiculous. We, this man is not Wiccan. He knows nothing about Wicca. And you don't need any of that shit. Don't give him that stuff. And so they, they were like, mm, this is dumb. Get out of here. And every, <laughs> they were probably like, shut up. Every single time he tried to sue the court, he got nothing. <laughs> uh, well, good. Um, in 2017, he attempted to appeal for a lesser sentence in early parole, claiming that his actions were committed when he was a juvenile. In his statement, he said, quote, I do not have the words to fully express my profound sorrow, but I am truly sorry for the harm I have caused. From the very essence of who I am, from the depth of my soul, I am sorry. Nobody fucking believed him. He was resentenced to the same three life sentences. Bullshit. Yeah. And he still sits behind bars. Well, good. Andrew Gustafson lived until 2014 and on his deathbed begged that he never be released from prison. Um, to this day, people don't understand where this escalation came from. He could have easily fled that home. Yeah, just run. It That's what he a, did with the people. He it, had a hatchet and made at the other house, and he didn't kill them. Two very young children and a pregnant mother. He could have fled. What broke in him that caused him to murder this family? Shit. Well, and, he clearly, here's here's my thought on that. So with the girls, he kept asking, like, how did your mother die? What was that like? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And he drowned those kids. And mm-hmm. that takes a long time. Yes, it does. So he, like, it, it's almost like it was an experiment. Well, I mean, I hate to say that, but he could have been, you know, testing out right. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel is still behind bars, as I mentioned, and he resides in Norfolk Prison that I used to drive past every day oh, on my way to work. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I almost said Danamora, but that's a New York State prison. <laughs> I hope it's as bad as Danamora. I hope so too. Dan- Dan- he, is Danamora bad? He kind of bad. He, he deserves it. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, that's I'm surprised he hasn't had a hard time yet being a child murderer. Most people yeah, in prison have, don't. Uh, they don't. They don't. They don't let that off very easily. They don't like that. They don't like that. But yep. Man. Yes, Major Bummer was. He's right per- there. He was he's over in the corner, he, right there. I don't even think he's in the corner. I think he's sitting right next to us. Yeah, I think he's so. like right <laughs> next to me. He's drinking the wine, saying that, that was, was vicious. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And a lot of that information, I want to tell you guys, I did find um, court documents that were like the official court documents nice. from some of his appeals and stuff. So a lot of that comes straight from their verbiage. Like it's, it was incredible. I was reading through things. And I was like, dear God. Oh God. Oh God. I was like, it was, it was, it was not fun to read. Yikes. But those will be linked in my show notes. If anybody's interested in actually taking a deeper dive into them because they're very long. Obviously, they have all the legal jargon in them and stuff. So Yeah, and that's hard to read sometimes. Yes, it, w- it was very difficult. It took me a really long time. Ryan kept being like, watch this movie with me. And I was like, I'm I literally can't. reading court documents right now. I can't focus. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that is the deeply depressing case of Daniel LaPlante. Mm. So, 
Massachusetts, dear God. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fucked up shit happens there. <laughs> I feel like I find so many cases that happened in Massachusetts that I'm just like. Talking to the mic. God, is, is that in the Bridgewater Triangle? It's very close. <laughs> is that in the Bridgewater Triangle? It's close, but shit, it's yeah, not. Yeah, I wouldn't have even thought of that. Yeah. Townsend is not. Townsend is not. Um, no, neither no. is neither is Pepperell. Okay. Um, but they <laughs> they are close. Maybe he was sniffing the swamp vapors. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Probably fuck was. <laughs> what a, wow. But what an astute. What an astute comment. <laughs> Spit it out, Macy. Ha <laughs> 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 Oh, but yeah, that one was. That, that really messed with me. That was a wild ride. I literally, and I, the way I, because I, uh, I found like one of those articles when I was trying, um, when I was trying to first look him up and it was like one of those multiple, like multiple stories within one article. It was like oh. five of the weirdest unheard of blah, blah, blah. And I was reading it and they made it sound like he committed the murder and then hid in the wall of that yes, family. Yes, 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 yes. And so that's what I was expecting. And then to learn that it was two entirely different incidents, I was like, whoa, wait. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that he did this to these people before he even committed murder? Like, wait, what? All by the time he was 17. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And to think if that little girl had just been quiet, she would have survived. Literally. Oh, poor thing. I know. Shit. I mean, poor man. He lost his, his whole family. Three of his children. All and three of his wife. children and his wife. Fuck. It's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Daniel Plan is a terrible human. <laughs> I think the guys are watching basketball. Yep. I was going to say it's past six o'clock because this, yeah. the, the yeah. Syracuse University versus Duke game is currently it's on. on so. But, um, Macy, want to tell our listeners where they can find us? Yes, I do. <laughs> First of all, you can find us on Patreon.com. That is Patreon.com slash Buzzkillers Podcast. We are Cheap Dates. There is a $2 tier and a $1 tier. <laughs> you get lots of content. You can get a, a handwritten card from the two of us with some stickers that you can't get anywhere else. So if you feel so inclined and want to help us support this podcast, um, we would greatly appreciate it. All the money that goes into the Patreon goes towards making this a better listening experience for you guys. Um, New equipment, uh, merch, uh, being able to be on like platforms that we have to pay for and and, and stuff like that. So uh, (laughs) if you like I said, if you feel so inclined. That's patreon.com slash buzzkillers. <laughs> Says Mama Sign B. Up. Sign up. Um, you can also find us all over social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Buzzkillers Podcast. At Buzzkillers Podcast. We are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. At Buzzkillers Pod. You can find us on YouTube if you go into that handy dandy search bar and search Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. You can find all of our episodes until up to a certain point. Um, we have stopped adding episodes on YouTube for a little bit because we are planning to go back and revamp them. And it just means we have to download all the audio and it just gets really frustrating. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, those will start back up once we revamp 
um, everything. But once we get to 100 subscribers, we can make our own custom URL and it'll be easier to find us. So um, thank you for liking and subscribing. Um, and you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. But if you want to find us other places, we are on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music slash Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and our host Platypus Podbean. You can also find us at www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. It is our wonderful website that Nicole made for us. On it, you can listen. You can learn a little bit about the two of us. You can um, read about the wines we've tried for the first what? This is 61 episodes. Mm -hmm. For the 61 episodes, you can look at all the wine we've tried. We've had 61 bottles of wine. Um. I'm going to go with solid like 58 because I know there was a couple episodes where we yeah. where we didn't. There, there was like one episode I know we drank water because we both had some. You had like you were driving. To, you were driving to Albany. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I you like had far, a far drive. So we drank water. There was one. I think we neither one of us felt very great. So, <laughs> so we, we were also like drank nah. water. There was one we drank tea. Yeah, we drank tea. So um, so there's you can check out all, all those wines. Um, you can also send us a message if you'd like. We have a handy dandy contact page. Or if you don't feel like using that, you can email us at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your topics. Send us your case recommendations. Send us your listener stories. Send us any information if there's anything that we missed. Um, literally anything. Love. We are happy to see it and yeah. just we just love you guys so much and we're so thankful that you listen to us every week our email is the best way to contact us definitely definitely Honestly, i know sometimes we have people like respond to us on twitter and instagram and it gets so lost in the kerfuffle that it's like the kerfuffle that it's like please email it's it's yeah, so just send us much an email. simpler yeah that that comes directly to us to both of our inboxes we get we notifications get very, <laughs> very quickly you know sometimes with twitter there's a lot of notifications there's and Instagram a lot too, so yeah um definitely use our email if you want to get in touch yeah and that's land that's all of it and that's all folks well thank you mama v for yeah, being thanks, here mama v, for having me it was so much fun <laughs> so been a blast. i got to actually ask, ask my questions in real time yeah normally, <laughs> right? normally i'm getting ready in the morning and you guys will like say well what is that shape with the five sides. <laughs> I'm, I'm yelling into the mirror, a pentagon. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, she told me that. I, and I was like, what the fuck were we thinking? To I, be honest, <laughs> I'm a little sad we didn't have any Mama V questions this time. Oh, we always have questions. And we're like, Mama V's going to know. <laughs> and we say it, and she usually does. She'll call me like on Mondays and be like, oh, yeah, I heard that. And I guess this. <laughs> what was it? What's that show where you could have um, the lifeline? Oh, um, do you want to use a lifeline? Um, uh, what, the millionaire show. Do you want? Oh, who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants or, to be a millionaire? Or is it that? Or the Are you smarter than a fifth grader? I think maybe oh, you, could think use you could use it on both. that too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that show. That was an old show. Yeah, that's old. I, I used to like that show. Well, I'm old, so. There oh my god. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I have enjoyed it, and as um, your mama and your <laughs> adoptive mama. Um, I just want to say how proud I am of you and thank you everybody for listening um, because they enjoy this so much and it's fun to (laughs) to see them in action. So thank you. We have a good time. We do.
On this carfuffle. <laughs> I don't know how I got that word out of my mouth. That's a great word. I love the word kerfuffle and I know it's one of those words that like you love to use but you don't get to use it very often. Mine is yeet. The only time I use it is here. Yep. And I'm like, yeet! <laughs> where did that come from? It's that like is a, it's like millennial. Like slang. A, it's like a slang. What I is know. what is the generation below us? Gen X, Gen Z. What the fuck? Wait, who, Gen X. Who, who are the Gen tide Z. who are the tide pod eating what what generation <laughs> is that? <laughs> <laughs> You Tide Pod eating fuckers. <laughs> that was some <laughs> slang that they came out with. And I remember for the first like four months not understanding I I what the word yeet meant. It took me so long to understand what that word well, meant. I figured it out in context, but it just like popped up one day. And I, I was like, and then you ladies started saying it. So uh-huh. I was like, where, where did this <laughs> word come from? I don't know. I'm showing my age. No, I'm not. The internet. Because half the time I don't. I was going to say 90% of the time I hear it from somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's great. That's really weird, though. That is really weird to think about because there's got to be a first person. There's got to be someone that was like, anybody know where Yeet came from? Yo, I want to know the the origin of Yeet. Please send it to us. This is inquiring minds direct. That's right. That's right. This is a direct command for our listeners. I want you to investigate the origin of Yeet and email us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even an ask, it's a command. Please, please, please. <laughs> I am so curious. We love it. Oh my gosh. Okay, <sighs> anyway, guys, be on the lookout for a new topic announcement coming out on March first. Um, the topic for March we are so excited about. Yep. It's gonna be super fun. Um, again, go on the Patreon if you feel so inclined. I don't think we have any more business. I think that's all. We're going to sign off for uh, listener's choice this month. Yeah. We love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Until next time. Until next time. Okay, we love you. Bye. 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 This episode is brought to you by BK Creations, LLC.